Hey everyone, welcome to Get Out of My Head, a stay woke podcast where we get into the heads of young people sparking change through creativity. So grab some popcorn and join us as we dive into their journeys, their fears, and essentially their minds. We're your hosts, Bianca and Maliha, the co-founders of the youth creative nonprofit organization, Stay Woke. This episode, we're here with Zachary Sito. He's a 15-year-old youth artist who focuses on film, fashion, movement, and the creation of life. You can find his work on his Instagram at ZachtionTwist. So Zach, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Really excited to have you today. Yeah, and... Honestly, super excited as Malia just said, but to start us off, I actually want to comment on how incredible and versatile your work Mm -hmm. is. Um, And as somebody who is involved with so many different artistic mediums, I wanted to ask how you would describe what you do. Okay, so I started off dancing, like learning, creating movement. And I think as dancers or just movers, um, as you grow, you start to add different layers to um, to your life and like your creation or your journey. Um, so I think it was around last, like two years ago is when I really started to add on different layers of art and everything. So to say what I do, I think it's creating and really putting what I'm feeling in the moments mm-hmm. um, out and try out into the real world and trying to make it visible and visually like clear to people. So if I'm feeling a certain emotion or I'm feeling something or I have an idea, I try either it's working with people, film, um, whether it's clothes, um, anything in in arts and just life, poetry or anything, trying to show show that to the audience. And um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. So a lot of what you do does come from like your own life experiences and that's how you create your art. That's that's amazing. And you did mention your your journey of dance began when mm-hmm. you were really young. And I think that a lot of us can appreciate how art and creative forms like dance become integral to who we are mm. and and form communities even and continue to support us as we grow. And I know you do have a pretty tight community. So so tell me about your relationship with dance and how does it empower you? Yeah. Um so I guess I started dance I guess as any dancer, like by yourself at home around three, um, I went to a studio when I was pretty young. Um, and I think just with studios in general, you create that family bond relationship. Mm-hmm. And my relate my personal relationship with dance, it was more, my love for it came from watching. So as much as dancing is moving around, my love for it came from watching. So when I was really young and I was just doing like your little typical jazz dances or hip hop dances, I would watch these older, these older kids at my studio and like I would be mesmerized by it. So I'd sit backstage in the little wings and I'd watch them and it just, it like stuck to me. So as I grew older and started to like mix into different genres and styles, I became more familiar with it and more comfortable and then as that came on and with the years of training, I became stronger and stronger in the styles that I do today. Mm. Um, my relationship with dance, it's very, it's physical. It's also men- mental. So a lot mm. of it is, it's how I'm feeling and it's in my head. So yeah. 
the way I create, the way I dance, it's always based on a feeling or like a sensation. Um, that's something that um, I've been taught and learned throughout my whole dance career life is that whatever you're feeling and whatever you're, what is keeping you inside, whether it's good, happy or bad, mm-hmm. you, you have to express that when you dance because that's how you can tell from a real raw performance to something that's just been choreographed and it's blank. I think that's one of the most, like it's a big beauty of dance, being able to share anything you're feeling yeah. um, when you're moving and creating in, in, in any space. Um. Yeah, that's, that's incredible the way you put that. And I guess like sharing such intimate parts of yourself and like your thoughts, does that ever get scary or uncomfortable for you? Yes, it, it definitely does because sometimes in dance you have different genres and characters you have to play, but you also have to connect you to that. That's how, that's when the character becomes real, when you're given a part and you're like, okay, how do I connect that to my own life? And you have to apply your emotions to that character and it forces you to come out and really show show everyone whatever you're feeling. So it can definitely be scary, mm-hmm. but I'm but when you watch yourself after and you like you're in you're in the movement on stage, it's very rewarding mm-hmm. to to feel that. Yeah, and we can definitely see like parts of you through the messages you convey in your dances. Like those are some super super powerful messages. Um I think one of our <laughs> yeah. both of our one of our favorite um dances of yours is Rebirthing Earth. Um and for the young, it was for the Young Creators Challenge, I believe, which was the first piece you ever choreoed at age 13, and you taught it at age 13. It's That's phenomenal. incredible. And there's a lot to unpack there in that dance itself. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so like I said, me dancing, creating, I'm like, I like to watch. And when I watch, like my head starts to sway and then I get these ideas and so many things happen in this brain. So I remember it was in May and yeah, it was in May or it was the summer before. And I had this idea, I was sitting in my room and I, I listened to the track first, like the, the, um, the track of music. And I was sitting with like my family or just, uh, I think my mom in my room. And I was like, I wanna create something to this. So this was the first time I ever thought about choreography like improv I do on the sides, it's dance, but it's nothing like putting your own work out there, um, which can be really scary. So I remember sitting here and like I said, I'm very visual. So I literally was like, who am I gonna ask? So I started going through everyone I knew, seeing, okay, are these people gonna say yes? And I literally mapped out different, different, um, different ways of what could happen. If this person say yes, this person says no. And so when I had these group of people, um, some of them who I don't even, I didn't even know, um, some said yes, some said no. Um, but I found that that idea of saying yes or just asking people who I have n- never met, that also, which we can get into later, leads me on to what, what create, where I am at now, that, that, that vulnerability of just asking and being scared, are they gonna say yes, or are they gonna say no? Mm. So I, I walked along that path and majority said yes. Um, and then yeah, from there it was just, we got space at my studio. We started going, just diving in. Um, when I create, especially for that piece, it was about rebirthing earth. 
So what that meant for me was rebirthing and showing what the earth and mother nature is. Because right now in the world, there are so many things. And even when I created that piece, and there still is, there's so many things and so many different tragedies and good things that are happening with the earth. And I really wanted to express that through art and even more through movement. Um, the people who I, the, the movers who I had in that dance were such beautiful dancers. It was a weird process, not weird, but it was interesting because it was my first time too. So yeah. there's always that connection of like being scared to talk to mm -hmm. the dancers because I was mm -hmm. the dancer too. And now I had to put mm -hmm. on a choreographer hat and just working with them and like coming up with the movements and seeing how they felt in the choreography. I think that was the biggest part for me that did scare me. And then again, mm -hmm. what, what your audience was going to think about it, right? Um, mm -hmm. When I create and when I dance or I do any choreography, I don't try to do what what the masses does. And I don't mean to yeah. say, oh, I like, I like being unique. No, it's, it's very evident through your yeah. work, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I think, and I and these are some of the things like on, on the feedback from the challenge that I got was that, that it's very different and it's unique. And my answer to that, even my dancers was literally the way I come up with these things is like, I could just be staring at nothing and all of a sudden I'll see something in my head and that thing will go literally like, it could just be like a dust or something or, and then that'll go on to like trees or plants. And then it keeps on going until I have this idea. So I think that's really where um, Rebirthing Earth came from. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a fun one to do. Um, and then the end product, I'm sure you guys watched the video. It was, mm -hmm. it was then it was beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing. Cause I was able to apply costumes to that and really just work with like the makeup and the hair and everything. Yeah. And the whole vision really came to life. Yeah. That's uh that's phenomenal. And just hearing about like that, you touched on it, like just the beginning where you were like, I heard the soundtrack and that is what catalyzed this entire like production where you really got to integrate every creative aspect in your life into that dance, like film, fashion, like everything was there, which is incredible. And I, it just amazes me how that started literally just from listening to a soundtrack and the support from your mom. Like, is that how quick it just happened? Like, yeah, like yeah, instant? It, it did. She's, she's one of my biggest supporters. She literally is like, do it. Because, like, I had this song and I had these people in mind. And she was like, do it. Go for it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? They can say yeah. no. And I think along the way, there was definitely bumps. And there mm -hmm. was definitely things where I was scared. And people, I was like, oh, my gosh, are they going to like it? This and that. But I think the best part was the process. The best mm -hmm. part was, like, the journey to get to where it ended up. And like when we got there and when we, when we were just in the space, it was like, it was real. It was like, I did this in a matter of a couple months and it was all worth yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I think that um, Bianca and I can relate to a little bit of that. And then like, I guess we consider like everything Stay Woke puts out as like a portion of our like creation, like yeah. art in the world, I guess you could say. And so we can definitely relate to like, it just feels surreal mm -hmm. in the moment and and those ideas really come in an instant um like i joke with bianca and i say that i have google i, I have like a notes file on my phone that says stay woke and i just jot down every single thing whether it relates to like aesthetics or like ideas and i just have that all there right um 
inspiration can hit from anywhere and I just think that's Mm -hmm. so cool and it's great that your mom was there to support you because like you were 13 that's that's crazy yeah (laughs) you know I think the support thing is huge right like you have these ideas you have this vision and the people around you really I guess either enhance that or they don't right and so Mm -hmm. support and who you surround yourself with your community like you said like your community of dancers themselves like the support you get is I think so yeah. so important to enhance that creativity yeah so so just in terms of like being in that in that leadership position you kind of already mentioned like some of the challenges and fears you faced I mean there are just so many aspects besides knowing and teaching the moves I'm assuming like essentially you went from being like empowered by dance to being the one who is in challenge to to is challenged to empower and inspire others how was that for you was that yeah that that, exactly what you said how I had to switch positions Mm -hmm. it was definitely scary and I as from there like I started working more with um dancers at my school and I still tell them when I'm creating with them that I'm like I stop sometimes I'm like did that sound rude I'm like I'm so sorry and they're like no 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 and I think that's that's where that's where you get to learn and you get to really soak in everything and that's where Mm -hmm. I had to change positions and really become the dancer and the choreographer Mm -hmm. um I think running around sometimes I'm running around I'm dancing I'm trying to speak I'm trying to do everything but the best part is when they um, they themselves understand what I'm and that then again that comes with being in a safe and loving um, community like Bianca mm-hmm. was saying um, that having that support system which was so phenomenal I had so many people who like supported me through that whole process but like I was saying it can be scary and sometimes I have to stop and say oh my gosh did I like repeat that did I rush that did I sound mean there but that's every time that happens I just get to learn more and more yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so from that experience, would you say that your perception of leadership changed? Mm-hmm. And so from that experience, would you say that your perception of leadership changed? Yeah, you know, it definitely did. Because sometimes, well, definitely before when I when I thought leader, it meant just doing something on your own leadership. And like, it was like, very like boss orientated. And it was like very powerful and it is but what i learned especially in movement was that being an actual strong leader means working with the people around you and mm-hmm. understanding how they're feeling and how to yeah. adapt and work with them to create such a cool outcome that's yeah. what really allowed me to become the leader i guess you could say was being able to work with these amazing dancers being able to accept humility accept greatness accept the process everything and just yeah being with them along the way yeah yeah and I actually want to jump back to something you said like earlier you talked about you kept referencing to the word movement right like Mm -hmm. movers right so what's the difference between I guess like dance and movement in your head are like why do you not refer to them as the same okay yeah so this could be political for some dancers but it's it's growing in the dance in the dance world i guess i find i'm seeing a lot of more movement and why i say that is dancers they're they're the exact same thing what they're doing but sometimes you can notice the difference between just learning choreography and just doing it and being and training i guess that's how you were saying training Mm -hmm. and just learning the dances and getting it in your body 
and performing it for a show where there's movement and there's movers. And some might say they're the same thing and they definitely are. But for me personally, and some of the people I work with and dance with, movement is something that is just, it just happens and it's very natural. And choreography and dancing is natural too and dancers are, but when you move and you create, it's just something so like organic about it. And it's literally like you're, you're in this state where you don't know where you are and you're, you're able to create. So that's why I like referring to um, my movers as movers and movement because it's very infinite. There's so many possibilities that can, that can come yeah. from movement. Yeah, and I, I think that's really important to touch on. You mentioned it's almost something that, you know, that happens naturally for you. And the content that you put out, it doesn't look like a bunch of like individual steps. It, it looks like one continuous flow. And I really like that about your style. Is that, is that something you've developed over the years? you know, like creating your own style? Definitely not. It's something I've developed over the years. Um, like I said, watching, watching mm. and having just so many amazing dancers in my life and teachers too, who really inspired me and helped me get on the steps to where I am today, um, which was such a beautiful process. But definitely what you said about the flow and, and the way the way I dance, that definitely came with practicing and going over and just critiquing myself, but still loving myself. So some of the things I do, if, if let's say I was training for a whole day and, and everyone, we were all tired, I'd come back home and I just put on music and then I just dance to it. And I know that can sound cheesy, but it, it's true. It's literally after a full oh, day amazing. of like having everything set in stone and you have to hit this, hit mm. this point in the music and this better be sharp and this better be clean. Being able just to come home, start with yeah. maybe a meditation and just stare, stare at your body because that's, that's your instrument when you dance and just stare at it until you start to want to move around and everything. I think mm -hmm. that's over the years and learning from different people have definitely helped me become the dancer and mover I am today. Mm -hmm. And yeah, touching upon, you talked about a little bit about the confidence, I guess you have to have in yourself when it comes to your style of dance, because I mean, I'm not much of a dancer, but I can imagine that those foundational steps, those foundational dances that you learn are very, I guess, like more rigid, more, um, I guess there are more rules you have to follow. And so have you ever been critiqued, I guess, on your style of dance or criticized for it? That definitely, you get critiques all the time, but it, it, it all depends what you think. So are you sometimes off? And I definitely struggled with it in the beginning, but a critique to me is the way I feel about it. So someone could say the most meanest thing or make me feel not good inside, but it's up to me to decide, am I, is this a critique or is this a compliment? Or is this something that I'm going to grow from? So I find I definitely did experience a lot of side, side critiques. And some of them were good, but some of them were like, it was just, it could get to your head, um, yeah. if I could mm -hmm. say that. Yeah. But I think my way of growing from that and moving away from that was listening, listening to them and just really saying, am I going to let this affect me? Or am mm -hmm. I going to grow from this? Or am I going to actually take this and make it make me move even forward on my journey with it? So I think, yeah. and that also ties back to being that leader. Uh, what like, 
it comes down to the question like what are you gonna do how are you gonna let things affect you um yeah just Mm -hmm. that whole idea of it it's taking things with a grain of salt like it's it's really up to you um to decide how you're gonna let things impact you I mean, it can be scary too, um, like you guys were saying. And it definitely took me like the years of training, learning, critiquing, loving um, to be able to do something like that, take some critiques like that and really just love it, even though um, sometimes it can be nice or not nice, just loving everything. Yeah, Yeah. that was so like like beautifully put. I just like, I'm so inspired by you and just like your interpretation of leadership I don't know, you made it sound like an art form. It's really hard, like, when you're in that in that role, you don't even realize how difficult it actually is, um, like, how, how difficult, like, working a team is, I guess, especially, like, in a creative environment because it's really important not to, like, censor people and you want people to feel proud of the work they produce as well and their contributions. And, like, finding that balance is very difficult. And so it's really great that you had that experience and... Like you had that so young and it's just gonna, your skills are just gonna grow more and more as you like yeah. create more and more, yeah. which is so cool. And it's definitely, like you said, dependent on perspective. And I think Malia and I have learned that as well through mm-hmm. um, our positions through at Stay Woke, like just learning the power of being able to um, accept and appreciate the constructive criticism and kind of put up a barrier of the criticism that isn't as constructive or effective or helpful yeah yeah and so alongside dance you also mentioned a couple other forms of artistic expression that we kind of want to get into like fashion and film um and you also said something really interesting you talked about the creation of life and so do you want to tell us a little bit more about what that means for you yeah um the creation of life so when i told you guys that i was trying to sum everything up And that's a pretty big thing to sum everything, saying the creation of life. (laughs) Um, That just goes, like, as you were saying, film, fashion, art, that just goes for the way I create and what drives me every day. A lot of it, like I said in the beginning, is my feeling. The way people, the way I react to certain conversations, the way I react to things I see on social media, the way I react to emotions. Um that's the creation of life for me being able to take something even if it hurts so much and transform it number one love it and allow that to grow and morph into the creation of life and for me that's film fashion movement art and like we said i do that through movement but some of the ways i do that through film is one of the ones that i just released like a in my birthday month June was the artist and that really captured um, the creation of life I was able to go through the different perspectives and allow each each feeling I had to come across on that and I think the best part about that was was I gave myself a date where I it had to be done by or released which is my birthday um, and the people I got to work with were just magical and a lot of them who like I look up to, I never, I've never met. Like I've only messaged them who, and some who I haven't even. And I just reached out and I said, you're amazing. I said, you're so inspiring. I, um, can you be a part of this film I'm doing? And a bunch of them said yes. And I, and again, that, that idea of, of just asking and being and accepting yeah. humility and just everything, that's the creation of life. Just 
accepting and mixing and playing with different emotions and ideas and where will I go today or past, present, future, just, just working with all of that, even, yeah. even in your present too, working with whatever you're feeling. Um, I notice a lot of the times that sometimes people, and even me, if I'm feeling something I, and I'm creating something, I like to put that aside or I used to, and I'd like to just create what I want to create. But now I'm realizing, like I said, past, present, and future, working all of it together, because then that creates the creation mm -hmm. of life through the movement, through the film, um, bringing my past, bringing my present, and bringing my future together. That really just, it allows the story to come to life, I guess. Yeah, that is just, I, I'm just like trying to process that. And I think you, the way you encapsulated the creative process, like it applies to your creation of life, your movement and your art. But I think as young artists, we don't even realize that when what we put out, like that is essentially what we're doing. Like, like let's talk about like spoken word and other art forms. Like you really have to dig deep to produce the best content. That's being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. um, like you mentioned, reaching out to like, you know, people who um, inspire you, that's really intimidating to do. Um, and it's also humbling, like you mentioned, and putting yourself out there, that's so powerful. Um, and it, it almost always, pushes you to become a better creator and, and grow from that. And that's just phenomenal. Yeah. And it definitely, like, as we talked about, it can be scary to do that. And so it definitely takes a lot of courage and a lot oh, of yeah. young, not only, I guess, dancers, movers, but also genuine, general creatives. Um, creative youth are very intimidated and they're scared to put out their work. And so I guess our question is, what advice maybe do you have for youth like that who want to put out creative work? Yeah, yeah. Um, do it. <laughs> I, I would say just, just do it. And sometimes when you are scared um, and, you're, and you have all these different emotions and questions like behind you that you can literally feel um, and hear in your own head, don't hide from them because those those emotions can be people they can be messages they can be ideas you created yourself don't hide from them i this was the idea i i went and stuck with with the with the artist because it's about just stepping forward um love it don't don't be afraid of it don't try to push it away bring that scary part into the light because when you bring what scares you into the light you're just left there and it forces you to show show it all and i find yeah. once you do that you you realize there's it's, it's not that scary it's actually rewarding to see that you did that and i think that's the biggest thing biggest than any compliment you can ever get is being able to bring what fears you most into the light or into onto social media or in in any art medium and being able to share that with um, the community. That's phenomenal. That was a great answer. Um, and I think we can also uh, relate to that um, in the sense that putting yourself out there is a very scary thing. And I think it it takes a while to to make that move, to, to really first reflect on what scares you. Because uh, sometimes you don't even realize, I feel like sometimes you're just like, no, like it's fine. I just don't vibe with that kind of thing, right? But then you realize it's actually a fear. It's not It's not something you choose to avoid. It's something that you avoid because you're scared. And then once you bring it out, like the, the impacts are just, are just wonderful, right? And so in terms of that, I guess our 
final-ish question is what are your future plans? What are you creating next? Um, so yeah, uh, I actually, because we're in quarantine, a lot of, not and the pandemic, um, a lot of artists and dancers are forced to change their ways and learn new things. Um, that is through film, like I said, in the beginning of June. Um, and months before, that's when I released and created my, my film. Um, so definitely working with that idea of film and storytelling with the mediums, art mediums that I have and the people I have. Um, I'm working on my own dance at my studio this year, which is really exciting with beautiful dancers wow. and members. Um, and I'll share a little bit about that. Um, the, the piece is called Visual Distortion. Um, and the track, like I said, again, it's very melodic. It's very, like, it, get, it puts you in a trance almost. Um, and I think my, my idea, and I'm so thankful for my studio and um, my teachers who he said yes and really worked with me and allowed me to um, create this year um, and put it out onto a stage, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, with the way things are. Um, but like I said about the, the song, it's, it's very, it, it put, like I said, it puts you in a trance. And my idea for that was at a competition. I noticed there's this big thing where every dancer is, oh, they're, they're always trying to get noticed. And I say that with no shade, no nothing, because it's true. I did that too. You always want to push yourself to yeah. get that award, get that, get that um, notice, being, being accepted. And I find with my years of experience at competition, what I want to do, because now I'm in the other position, I'm not in the dancer position, I'm in the choreographer and dancer position, I want to bring that to the light. I want to show people that that's not the only um, message and intention you have to go into the competition with. I want to use this music and use these dancers and work with them so this idea of bringing everything into the light, what fears you, um, the creation of life, art, showing a different side of it. Um, I explore that with my movements. Um, very, whatever I'm feeling, it comes back to that. Um, so if I'm feeling a hand gesture or if I'm feeling like a hip, I'll say, put that in the dance. And sometimes it'd be like, but that's not I the style. <laughs> and I'm like, but we're gonna do it and we're gonna force ourselves to grow in this in this genre. Um, another thing I guess you could say for my future plans is I wanna learn and like grow in the idea of combining and like fusing different styles. So for this piece I'm choreographing, I, I told my dancers when everything moved back to online um, and after our class online, I was like, I wanna put a style of dance called house in this, in this piece and it's a contemporary piece. So I searched up some house steps online and those are very like your groovy steps with the footwork mm -hmm. and I was teaching myself it and then I went downstairs and I'm like now how do I morph this into a contemporary piece mm -hmm. and again with the with the melodic music and everything I was able to and that that goes with just being able to try new things and and being able to mix with different styles and everything so it's that's definitely what I'd like to work on with my future and just growing, um, growing me and growing what I do. Um, definitely want to train and become stronger in many of the genres that I train in. 
Um, because then again, being able to create all of this comes with having like a very strong structure. Um, mm -hmm. You need, it's like yin and yang. You always need something to balance the other. You can't have too much of one thing or too much of the other because when you are balanced, you create the most beautiful, the beautiful, most beautiful things when you're able to put structure and creation together. So definitely that for my future, um, growing that aspect and really branching out into that idea. Yeah, I think that was really beautifully put. Um, and I, I'm glad you mentioned the whole idea of balancing um, because, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, how fluid it is and how, how fluid the process is as well. But it's good to know that, you know, like there is still some structure to it and you do still have to like, you know, explore other genres so that you can create your own creation. Right? Yeah, risk taking yeah. is a huge thing. Getting outside of that comfort zone hugely hugely developmental for your creativity and also i guess your internal self-growth so it's incredible to see you doing that we like i personally emily as well we can't wait to see what you put out next and um, how that takes form um are there any social media links anything you would like to share with the audience sure um i think malia mentioned my instagram it's at zaction twist i also have a website um called zaction twist too and that shares my past two creations um, mm -hmm. from young creators. Um, and also like what I said about the creation of life and my process um, with film, fashion, um, movement, yeah. everything. Yeah, so check check that out. It should yeah, be we definitely will. And I'm really excited to watch your new piece. So good luck with that. Um, but thank you so much, Zach, for joining us today. It means a lot. Thank you. This episode was produced by the Stay Woke team with music by The Main Squeeze, a cover of Redbone by Childish Gambino. If you guys enjoyed this conversation and would like to hear more by other creative youth, subscribe to this podcast on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Stay Woke Event for more updates and cool opportunities. We'll see you guys next time and thank you for joining.